Javante Williams is out for the season. TJ Hawkinson explodes for 44 points. And is Gino going to win MVP? Question mark. We talk about all of this today. I'm Avery Huffman and I'm Nathan Schmidt. Welcome to Dynasty Domain. We're happy to be back on the podcast horse. And in case you didn't realize, we will be doing the podcast every other week uh, during the regular season. We just find it easier uh, to, number one, kind of focus on our YouTube page in the off weeks. And number two, it gives us some time in between podcasts to let the NFL storylines kind of play themselves out. It's hard to make hard conclusions after each individual NFL week. So, yep. And it's very easy to overreact like most people love to do. Right. So... so no shortage of content. Obviously, like I said, check out our YouTube page, Dynasty Domain. We're going to do a lot of shorts there on our off weeks. We had five come out last week. Uh, that's essentially getting almost a podcast worth of information out on the, on YouTube during the off weeks. So we're mm-hmm. glad to be back. We've got a lot to talk about today. Um, we're going to start with our trade scenario of the week. Obviously, trading has picked back up now. We're four weeks in, and people are already jumping ship on their Dynasty teams, which is interesting, but... Very. We've got some crazy trades happening. So let's hear our trade scenario of the week, Nathan. Yeah. So this one, personally, I have no, I, I know exactly what side I'm taking here, but uh, side A is going to be getting Austin Eckler, Davis Mills, and a 23 third. And then side B is getting Allen Robinson, Tyler Conklin, um, Antonio Gibson, and a 23 second. Give me the Eckler and Mills side all day, every day. Can I, can I look at that? That's, yeah, a, that's no, a lot. No I'm, trying to, I'm trying to break it down in my yeah. head. Um, so really what I'm seeing here, the, the best way I can see the comparison is Eckler. Eckler for, for Gibson, for in, Gibson a second. in a second. And then, and then Mills for Conklin, A-Rob, and a third. Yeah, and Mills is a starting quarterback this year. Yeah, I'll take the Eckler side of this too. Um, and that's pretty cheap for Austin Eckler when you think about it. Oh, I yeah, mean, yeah. And here's why You're talking why about a guy, it. Austin Eckler, that, you know, came out this week and scored 35 points against the Texans. Like this trade after this week, especially is looking really bad. But again, this is kind of the overreaction thing we've been talking about is this trade happened before this past Sunday where Eckler exploded and he was, he he's been mediocre the first three weeks of the season, 11, 18, which was a good week in the three weeks in. Um, and then you've got a guy like Conklin who comes out of nowhere um, on the Jets, and his first three games of the season were really, really solid. Yeah. Um, I'm putting up 13, 13, and 20, and then he has a modest nine this last week. Um, and then side B getting Gibson, who is about to reintroduce Brian Robinson. He's like, he's like running back offense. 13, like, though, Gibson. Yeah, right well, now. that's he is running back like that. That is what he is. He's a low end running <laughs> back, one high end so running much, back, but. two. For his career, and I mean, that's why we really like him because he's very, uh, very serviceable, very startable every I mean, single. Who week, fumbles more, Matt Ryan or Antonio Gibson? Matt Ryan, exactly. Right and Matt Ryan's still the starting quarterback for the sad, <laughs> stupid. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I, I'm just, I'm not quite, not quite getting this trade here because you're, you're selling Davis Mills, who, I mean, none of us assume or assume or would predict that he's going to be long term for Houston, but he's a starting quarterback, and he's been fine. Um, and then Allen Robinson, I guess that's the only. I mean, he, how, how, where's he sitting at in dip terms of production? That you could buy uh, two, fifteen, and four over the last three weeks. <laughs> I and mean, he's is he washed? Like, 
No, no, he's not washed at all. At what point is he washed? Uh, when he doesn't produce for an entire season. I mean, <laughs> you, you, you said like you said CMC year. was washed, and then he put up twenty five points. Oh, I never said week. CMC was washed. I've had him ranked in like the top six the whole off season. Yeah, but we were we were talking last week, and you were like, CMC is washed. Okay, I was definitely exaggerating a whole Reactive. freaking lot. Uh, but yeah, with a Rob, I mean the the one concerning thing I guess is the snap percentage. He's played almost all of the snap percentage on the offense for the Rams. And he's only gotten two targets, five targets and another five respectively um, for each week. And you know, the only reason he put up 15 points that one week was because of the touchdown. Uh, but I, I expect that to go up. I, I really do. I, they didn't pay him. They didn't guarantee him like $30 million for, for nothing. Or maybe um, they did. They, they, paid him to replace Robert Woods. I'm not impressed yet. I, so, I, I think no, I, not impressed I, I obviously was like hopeful and even I was pretty confident, honestly, that Allen Robinson would go to the Rams and have an extremely good season. And yeah, I'm just saying, yeah, if you're getting the Eckler side for, for the record, CMC is not washed. I did not say that. I promise. I do not think that he is a very high level dynasty asset, but um, <laughs> yeah, I take that Eckler side there. Hey, you want to hear another stupid one? I don't know if you saw this earlier, but Aaron Jones and Tyler Lockett for a 23 late second and a 23 late. Third. Yes. Was that collusion? Well, apparently not. They approved it. Oh my God. Didn't even ask about it. That is insane. I can't, I can't, no, no, that that's not even like, it's, I mean, it's I, not, that's it, not even telling of like the market for Lockett and Aaron Jones. That's just, ridiculous I I, so but I, I'm not yeah. the commissioner in that league so I didn't oh I see I didn't mess with it it's, nice. I, I let them handle it and that's how they chose to handle it so cool um yeah that's pretty bad though and in, in my opinion that's a pretty obvious side all right we got a lot to talk about this week so we're getting to the unfortunate part of the NFL season where injuries are starting to uh pop up both long-term injuries like Trey Lance uh, and some short-term injuries, guys like Amon Ross St. Brown, who was just popping off, and unfortunately his his hot streak had to be uh, just a little bit halted by his injury. So let's go ahead and talk about some of the bigger injuries that have happened around the league, uh, just kind of in our injury roundup real quick. So let's talk about Javante Williams first, because that's probably the biggest one. Javante tore his ACL, his LCL, and he tore some other thing in his knee too. His knee is like destroyed. That is tough. So what are we reminiscent thinking? of Dobbins? <laughs> yeah. I mean, Dobbins was really Dobbins was a tough injury. Yep. Um, you know, with Javante Williams though, I'm going to see this as an opportunity to go by Javante. Um, oh yeah. I, I can already tell you after seeing, you know, Trey Lance be the top faller on keep trade cut in 30 days. I guess I'm going to say this again real quick, just because I, I think it's hilarious when people say this to me when I'm, or I'm trading with people in our leagues, keep trade cut sucks. We use keep trade cut as an example because it is bad. When I'm trading, I'm not using keep trade cut. It's unless I'm using it against you. Yes. We use it against people because people use, use it, as a it tool. and it's bad. It's a tool against people. Not as gospel. We do not endorse. It is a, it, the trade calculator on keep trade cut is not good. Because and, it's market value. It's a but market we're able value to see, calculator. We're able to see how simpletons, yeah, if you use keep trade cut, I guess you're a simpleton. Yeah. Were you able to see how simpletons value players and and how they, you know, short players after they get hurt? Trey Lance is a good example. He's the top follower on keep trade cut. Uh, he has slid all the way to, woof, I can't even find him on here. Holy smokes. He has slid a lot. Um, yeah, he's, I, I know last time we checked, he was down to QB 14. Uh, oh, good for him. He's back up to QB 12. Yeah, so, but, but you know, case in point, Javante Williams, well, he sits right now. Um, he's already fallen, dude. Holy crud. He was RB two yesterday. I think he's RB four already. 
he'll, um, he'll fall. He'll, I'll, he'll, I'll bet you he's he'll be in keep, the eight to ten yeah. threshold. And he was already actually falling. I think a lot of people were concerned about his workload in terms of you know Melvin Gordon still getting a lot of valuable snaps. But Javante Williams is an extremely talented back. The man is still twenty two years old. Yep. Yeah. I mean, you're talking about a guy with you know you've seen him run. I mean, he's big. He is in, on a good team with a good franchise. Like Melvin Gordon's not going to be there forever. Yeah, so he was pretty efficient in his production as well. One oh, of the yeah, thing, one absolutely. of the things that we really liked out of Javante Williams, um, especially in the first couple of weeks, is he showed some pretty incredible receiving upside. Especially week one, like he had twelve targets. Remember that? Yes, I twelve targets against that. Seattle, eleven receptions, sixty-five <laughs> yards. Like that is. That's just insane. He put up 19 points that week. He only had seven rushing attempts, but I, his efficiency first first two weeks was was really really solid in, in the running game. Six yards per carry, five yards per carry went down over the last couple of weeks. But I mean, his snap percentage was down 45 and 45. Yeah, yeah it's interesting. Um, but it's interesting. But it's also I think very telling of the type of coach that you have in Hackett. And I think, I hope for you the sake a, a of one. Yeah. I hope for the sake of everyone in Denver that Hackett is out of there by the time Williams is back in next year, because uh, that is one concern I'd have in Javante Williams production is uh, like, it's, I guess the new cool thing to not give your best players the ball. Uh, we saw that sure, one yeah. week with uh, Jonathan Taylor where Absolutely. he only had nine carries. Um, we, we've seen this with Javante. We mm-hmm. saw it with Eckler against Jacksonville who? for a significant. Uh, who? Eckler? I was joking. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's it's very, very silly. Um, but, you know, if there's a dip here, like we're saying, good stuff. Uh, how, what is this bode for Mike Boone? Mike Boone and Melvin Gordon. Uh, Melvin Gordon's the Melvin clear Gordon's alpha the running back. Yeah. And Boone could... You could pick him up on the waivers. There. Yeah, yeah. But he's, he's not... He's a 27-year-old running back. But don't throw him... Yeah, I don't try to throw him in a big trade. And he's not going to... He's 27. He's, no. he's literally... I was like, no. Boone who? Yeah. Uh, if you are <laughs> concerned about Javante Williams purely because of the uh, injury and the extent of it, look no further than J.K. Dobbins, who made a pretty awesome return this week. And it did take him a while. I would expect Javante's to take a while. I think Javante, yeah. like, if he's back yep. by mid-November next year, that's pretty impressive for him because yeah. he destroyed his knee. But, you know. I could see the trajectory being a, really similar to Dobbins, though, him tearing his ACL his rookie year at the beginning of the season, him coming back maybe a little bit later in the yeah, season like next a, year. A little bit more a, than a year. Yeah, taking a few weeks to... Um, really get into it. But I mean, Dobbins talk about one of the risers we have here. He he's risen a ton RB 11 now on keep trade cut, which we love mm. to see. We had him. Mm. That was one thing, man. I don't want to toot our horn yet because it's only four it's weeks week into four. the season. Yeah, we can. And he just had one week where he scored 20 points, but he scored 20 points with only being on the field for like half the time. Yeah, he got he got a couple of really valuable touches. He cashed in on a receiving touchdown, which I thought he couldn't catch the ball and also rushing touchdown. So yeah, I mean, funny that they'll uh, use him when he's there. Yeah. Funny that the big thing against Dobbins that everyone had was that he couldn't catch the ball, even though that was the most unmerited thing I've ever heard. Um, yeah. He can catch the ball. Um, more injuries. Cordell Patterson. Uh, he's going to be out. I think they said at least four weeks. Four weeks. Yeah. They um, actually put him on IR. Yeah. So I don't have any Patterson shares. He's just not an attractive dynasty asset to me. But obviously, if you're contending, that's going to hurt because he's a guy that you can get him for super cheap and he's, you know, 15 to 25 points, like pretty consistently. I mean, it's kind of insane for a 31-year-old to do that. 
he's kind of, he's kind of a good story, but obviously, you know, rostering and starting a 31 year old on that, at that frequency level, you know, you risk the injury, you risk, you know, the wear and tear that comes with turning 30 and playing in the NFL at a high level. So that's obviously a thing. Dotson has a hamstring injury and I think he'll be out, you know, I think Ron Rivera's had a couple weeks, uh, but he continued to impress. He got another touchdown last week. I think he's, um, definitely, I'm definitely not doing anything with him because that's a short-term injury. Burks has turf toe, which of course the week I bought Burks in a league, he got turf toe, but that's not worried uh, about that. Seriously again. doesn't affect your purchase at all. No, in fact, I, I think Burks continues to be a buy in dynasty. Yeah. And you know, we will actually talk about that here in a second, but, uh, Keenan Allen, I think he re-aggravated his hamstring. So it's tough know, to I, see. I think, I think Josh Palmer will continue to step in. Gerald Everett will continue to get good reps there. Um, in the receiving game. And then obviously Mac Jones, who looked like he had like completely like his leg had fallen off with, if you looked at his face, but then he was back at practice this week and Bailey Zappi came <laughs> in and almost stole his job and they look exactly alike and nobody can tell them apart, but <laughs> they do. Yeah. I know that's, oh my it's gosh. Um, but you know, I, with those you know, latter guys, I'm not you know, seeing very much long-term implications, but obviously you're going to have to either make moves to fill those guys in your starting lineup um, or if you have their handcuff, you're good to go. That's why handcuffs are sometimes a good idea. Let's talk real quick because we got another request for this, and we've already talked about this a lot, so I just want to touch on it quickly. But with Traylon Burks, we had a conversation today in a league that, you know, are we concerned yet about Traylon Burks because of his production, but it's not because of his production as a whole. It's his production relative to the other rookies. And so I think we should clarify this just real quick. I mean, our opinion on it. These rookies, what, what they're doing this year, these rookie wide receivers, is not common. Uh and, and, and a rookie wide receiver that is not performing at the level that Chris Olave is, that Garrett Wilson is already, that Drake London is, don't freak out about those guys. You're talking about Christian right. Watson and Sky Moore and George Pickens until last week and Traylon Burks. I mean, Traylon Burks, when he was on the field this year, has been fairly efficient. Like, And he's very looked efficient. very good. Yep. He obviously, I think knowing, you know, coming into the draft, coming into the league, you know, we knew that Traylon Burks was more of a raw prospect in terms of his athleticism and his skills and that, and that you know, they'd have to polish him a little bit, just kind of like they did with A.J. Brown, to be honest. But we know right. they're capable of doing that as an organization. And obviously, while the landing spot's not ideal, you know, Burks' stock has continued to fall in Dynasty, which is, I mean, to me, it just screams by. If people want to... Screams. If people want to, you know come up with and, and promote the narrative that Traylon Burks, a 22 yeah. year old dog. Yeah. He's wide Arkansas, receiver. He's wide, wide receiver 28 on keep trade cut right now outside of the top 24. Mine says 30. 30. Oh, it may have, may have just now changed. Yeah. But, I, I mean, yeah. He, he, you know, I mean, Traylon Burks, you're talking about a guy I've got, you know, ranked in my top 18 dynasty wide receivers. So I, I think it's a huge buy. I, I, yep. I think, you know, <clears throat> with Burks, like I said, we knew he was going to be raw, and and if people want to short him because he hasn't produced right away in his career and because he has turf toe, I think that's a huge buy opportunity. So in terms of you know the other rookie wide receivers, Chris Olave, I think continues to look the best out of all of them. I mean, and part of that is just situ- in terms of volume, in, in volume. I mean, even just passing the eye test. I mean, the, the, he's making plays that are you know extremely impressive. He's I think he's quickly become Jameis's favorite target, and I I actually hot take. I don't know what you'll think about this. I think he'll continue to be Jameis's favorite target when Michael Thomas is back too. Because, I mean, they played on the field together and Alave was getting okay. more targets. And and with Alave, I mean, I think this is only the beginning for him. I think we picked him as rookie of the year, didn't we? When we made our picks at the beginning of the year? Mm, we may have. Yeah. We may so, have. And it's a guy that I've liked for a long, long time. But, you know, I think Alave, 
he's startable every single week now. Like, don't not start Chris Olave. I mean, even last week he didn't have that many yeah. receptions. He had a touchdown. Like, yeah. he had he had quite a few points. And then with you know with Garrett Wilson and and Drake London, they continue to impress. George Pickens looks like he's starting to pick it up a little bit, and he had a good target share. Uh, when Kenny Pickett was in the game, we're gonna oh we got to talk about Kenny Pickett today. I didn't write that down. That's a big deal. Um, when Kenny Pickett was in the game, I think George Pickens had like a thirty eight percent target share. So that's promising. He had sixteen points. Like. Maybe he starts to move into more prominent role with that Steelers offense. You just never know what you're going to get the Steelers because they're literally buns, but they play at Akrisher Stadium, so I guess <laughs> that they got something going for them. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, just if you are, especially in the fantasy world, if you're getting really, really high on these uh, riggy wide receivers, would say to scale it back a little bit just in terms of production, especially this year, because there's only so many guys that they can surpass and yeah. In terms of production, I, I mean, what what guys are they going to pass? Like like Justin Jefferson, Chase, Brown, Waddle, Cup, Diggs, uh, Higgins, even CD, Tyreek, uh, Debo, Devontae Adams, like all of those guys are, are the vets are going to produce up there. this year. They're, yeah, they are. And I think most of these rookie receivers that have had some pretty explosive games, you're probably going to see, I would still predict, I'd see a lot of them landing in the low end wide receiver two range at the end of the year. Oh, they're going to be triggered that you said wide receiver two. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm not allowed to say that anymore. I, oh, I, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. Wide receiver two. guys like Christian Watson and Sky Moore. I'm also not freaking out. I'm kind of holding them right now. I think Sky Moore, he had a little yeah. bit of a better game last night. Christian Watson even had a rushing touchdown. Romeo Dubs has actually impressed in terms of how much Rod Rogers is actually targeting him. He's targeting him more than I thought he would. And I think part of that is just a trust thing. I think Romeo Dubs has had a better right. success rate in terms of catching the ball. He also Watson dropped has. like a dime in the I end know. zone. I know for, that was crazy. For, for the win. Yeah, that was, that was, that that was, was tragic. Nice. But he caught the game winning one too. Did he really? Mm-hmm. Yes. Nice. But it was him that dropped that long one and it popped out in the end zone, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. he could have had two, yeah. but that's just, he still had 14 points yesterday. He could have had 20. I mean, pretty easily. Right. So, so honestly, you know, fairly impressed there with Romeo Dubs. I'm not sure how I'm valuing him yet. I want to see my more full body of work from him. I think yeah, we'll see, but, we'll see. but I'm impressed with what I've seen so far, honestly. Yeah. I mean, he could, he could be this year's version of Amon Ross St. Brown come the end of the season. If he starts really being consistent. And if, and if you watch um, fantasy flock, you wouldn't know this name, but a guy named Alec Pierce has continued to impress. And yesterday, who's, who's Alec Pierce? I, I don't know who he is. I, he's just, you know, he, he was only drafted in the second round, right? Pretty bad draft capital. He's only drafted above pretty bad receiver sky Moore, right? And George Pickens and whoever the heck else <laughs> was he drafted above Pickens? I can't remember. Uh, yes. Pickens was drafted in the, third no 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 no, no he, he wasn't drafted that he was in the second uh no Pickens was not on the board when uh when when the Colts got okay. Pierce Sky Moore was the guy that everyone yeah, ripped Moore. on the Colts right, for for taking Pickens Pierce over first but they wouldn't take him right. anyways because he's not the Colts locker room he doesn't fit the Colts locker room personality well look where the Colts locker room personality has gotten us now yeah you you weren't a fan of Pickens anyways he no he, he's a child yeah I mean so yes he, he he's He's a child, but he can catch a freaking football. Um, yeah. So can Pierce, though. Yeah, yeah and Pierce, you know, he's, he's so 12 points, right? Yeah, in a hurry, he's become pretty fantasy relevant. If we see this Oh, imagine that. Who could have predicted this? Us. I I don't understand. That's why you don't... Yeah, I don't don't only listen to one Dynasty source because... Please, you, please don't. And, and if it's going to be one, like, it should be us. No, I'm just kidding, but... Uh, Alec Pierce, real. I mean, for real though, he's he's really impressed in my opinion, and 
I mean, he's almost if he if he continues to make catches, like he's almost like take him take him off my taxi squad and think about flexing him. Like, oh yeah, yeah. So I, I'm yep. really excited about that. All right, let's let's we've talked about rookie wide receivers enough. Let's 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 go on. Uh, so probably the biggest storyline yesterday was Kenny Pickett, and so I was really surprised personally that Mike Tomlin put Kenny Pickett in the game because you, he obviously said that Mitch Trubisky was going to start the whole season. But he's a liar. He, he said the whole season. He did. He said Kenny Pickett was going to sit behind Trubisky the whole year. I don't remember that. I, I swear to you. Are you did. really? Uh huh. I'm positive. Really yeah. fact check that for me. Uh, I I remember him saying week in and week out that he was going to as as long as he could keep Trubisky in there, as uh, but um, he's been horrible. Uh, uh, Trubisky has been a biscuit in in there in Pittsburgh and. There was only so much they could do with him. Uh, of course, having Pickett in there, he didn't do much better. But the trajectory of the team seems to be pretty clear at this point because that that was one important thing uh, when it came to the Trubisky two those, Pickens. Two of those QB picks weren't room. his fault. Yeah, no, no, two yeah. of them weren't his fault at all. Actually, mm, I would wager three because both of the both the of those picks. The last one was just a. Hail Mary. The last one was a Hail Mary. The yeah. other the, one of them was totally on Claypool. He literally had the ball in his hands. I want to talk about Claypool. Right um, and then the other one was another. It was another tip ball. So um, like Lamar threw an atrocious ball that ended up getting caught, I think, by Duvernay. And it's like that. That should have been. Oh, the one to Mark a, Andrews. A big, yes. yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> and it's like, you know, at the end of the day, Lamar it'll, magic. it'll go into the books as a completion. The picket well, that was picks the play will that go he escaped, into, though, the pressure, right? Yeah, exactly. It, it was impressive escape. Oh, Lamar. But it was hilarious just to see everyone was like, oh, Lamar. And so I was like, dude, that was a horrible pass. <laughs> so all of a sudden the buy window on Kenny Pickett is closing. Uh, maybe already close because we were talking yeah. about, you know, you can get Kenny Pickett in the 10th round of your startup drafts right now, and he's a first-round quarterback, and he's going to start probably this year is what we were saying. Now we are he's up to QB 14 on keep trade. Oh, my gosh. He is, yeah. He, he's 14. He's, he's, that is rich. He's going to go back up pretty quickly here I think in the next couple of days. So don't buy rich. Kenny Pickett anymore. You know, if you've got him, though, and you got him cheap, well done because now he is going to be starting in Pittsburgh I would say at least for two years. I mean, the late first round draft capital probably gets you two years of a starting job. I, and who yeah. I got? Who they gonna put Rudolph back in? We knew Trubisky sucked. Like yep. that's not news. Yeah. So unless can, they're like absolutely atrocious this year and end up with a top five pick, they're not gonna get another quarterback. And this is relevant. Can he pick it? Had two rushing touchdowns yesterday because he in, he ended yes. with fourteen yeah, points that, in like half a game. I mean, if Kenny Pickett can deal. get in the end zone with his legs, like. Yep. I mean, who knows? But yeah. obviously, you want him to pass the ball better. But yep. you know, so how at some fancy uh, upside for Kenny Pickett here? I think for sure. Yeah. How do you think the presence of Pickett um, there as, a, as the starting quarterback in Pittsburgh is going to affect the receiving core in Pittsburgh, if at all? Do you think it stays I've the pretty same? Consistently seen. I like. I think. I think you know that. Deontay Johnson is going to produce. He's going to put up 12 to 14 points a game, regardless of who the quarterback is. He just is. He's he's just good. He's just consistent. And it's amazing, actually, how pe- how scared people are of him. But, you know, yeah, so I think is. he does this exact same thing. I think a guy like Pickens could take a step up with, with Kenny Pickett. I mean, I think because their last names are similar, I think that they could have some kind of connection there because of the similarity of their last names, Pickett and Pickens. Wow. Yeah. That was a really good connection there. I'd never thought about that. Again, 38% target share. You when when Pick was on the field yesterday is it, I mean I think it's I think it's worth waiting and seeing how George Pickens does with Kenny Pickett on the field I mean like legit I think it could be something yeah that was actually Claypool, Claypool had zero though, points yesterday 
yeah, that, that was one thing I actually thought about is the, the rookie to rookie connection could be uh, more unique than maybe some would think. And, and it's hard to not overreact because of the way people are reacting about Pickens production right now. Yeah. Um, and his awesome one handed catch, but he said, that's well, the, he said that's like we'll the seventh see. best catch of his life. So, <laughs> Oh my gosh, dude. (laughs) Do you think this is, uh, well, I guess this hurts Najee a little bit. If Pickett, if, if Kenny Pickett has rushing upside and is taking some rushing touchdowns away in the red zone. I don't know if I, I guess, I don't know. He had some down the field rushing upside at Pitt. I mean, I don't know. I I don't, I mean, they made, they made a rule in spite of him. I still think Tomlin schemes Harris into the, into the game plan enough to where it's not going to affect him a whole lot, but we'll see about that. Okay. Um, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I That Steelers offense scares me, though. I mean, it just does. It's just... But Kenny Pickett is a guy, you know, he's probably super flexible at this point. Like, he he's going to have some upside. In it, but, I mean, if you've got two other quarterbacks in front of him, you can kind of wait and see what you've got on a week-to-week basis, and then maybe you hit a home run getting Pickett that cheap. Yeah. Um. Let's talk about a couple other big storylines this week. So, TJ Hawkinson... Um, man, the kid. I mean, he exploded yesterday. As expected... Well, I... <laughs> I guess semi we, as we expected. We expected him to put up like 20 points. That that was kind of my expectation for him with Amon Ra being out, Swifty being out, and Shark uh, being so out last minute. And 44 he points. Put up 44 points. Uh, he had 12 targets for eight, and he had eight receptions. 179 yards, 22 yards per catch, and two tuds. And I think a two-point conversion. I yes, think. he did have a two-point conversion. I know. So that. with Hawk, I think the biggest question with this is, um, is Hawk going to be able to continue to produce at a high level when these guys all come back from injury? At forty-four points, not no, no not, not this no. high level, at, but but I mean, so looking at, I the would f- I would wager yes because we've I mean we've talked about this in the offseason. We said Hawkinson was a buy and that his value was never going to be as low it as it was at that point, and I'm still going to stand by that. Obviously, he's not going to have probably the volume to put up 45 points again, especially uh, definitely not consistently. Obviously that's an outlier. Um, but I'll tell you what, man, anywhere from 15 to 23 points. Like I'm, I'm counting on that from him every week because I hope so. I, I seriously think that when, when you lose players um, in, in the NFL, like, like teams specifically, you, start to play the strengths of the players that are available. And then you start realizing, okay, these are, this is what they're able to do. This is how we can utilize them once these other guys come back. And this could just be a game where it really helped Hawk to get in a groove with Goff and with the new offensive system, with the offensive firepower that they have loaded at running back, loaded at receiver. Um, And then Hawk was kind of that third or fourth guy it seemed like that they were looking at but now i could see that really changing does this affect amon Ra? we'll see we'll we'll see i don't i i, I don't know i'm gonna every time he's on the field has continued to outproduce hawk yeah i mean the first you're talking about the first couple games hawk had four three and three receptions that's nothing i mean yeah it's nothing to write home about and right. he, but even, hawk showing what he could do i know no i, think, I absolutely think he's like, capable i think he, i yeah. think he's kind of in a sucky situation in terms of, or I mean, or he's just not commanding targets. I mean, which is, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I obviously, and you, we have Hawk ranked high in Dynasty. We, we told, we said he was a smash buy this offseason. Or he's already up from tight end eight to tight end six on keep trade cut. So obviously, people are looking at this and valuing Hawk a little bit higher, which they shouldn't do after one game. 
we are valuing Hawk the same as we did. We're hoping, you know, I think our biggest concern is can he maintain, you know, because he put up nine points and seven points the first two games and then 12. I mean, like, I would like to see him hover from 12 to 18 points a game consistently in order for me to, like, justify ranking him in the top four. Yes, So I think it will be interesting to see, like, once once those Lions wide receivers come back from injury, like, how that's going to all play out. We're definitely not overreacting here, but this is for sure a testament to the elite upside that Hawkinson can have because there's only... He's one of five tight ends that is capable of doing this in the NFL right now. It's Hawkinson, Kelsey, um, Kittle, Kittle, Andrews, and Ertz. Yeah, in terms in terms of like that explode no one, yes. for a game upside. No one yes. else can do that. Waller, I'm I'm pretty much out on Waller oh, at man, this point. Hurts, I don't I don't think he can do that anymore. Uh, Kyle Pitts is still super young, and then you know all the guys. In between Frymuth, Schultz, Goddard, they just don't have the volume or the ability to get up to that really ever. So Hawkinson's a special guy, special tight end. We really like him. If you hear any stupid takes like sell Hawkinson, don't listen to that crap. No, 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 no. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be selling TJ Hawkinson right now because I don't think. I don't think yesterday was just a fluke and it will never happen. No, again. no one's gonna. No one's gonna pay a premium for him either. I don't think. I think everyone's gonna try to short you for Hawk saying, yeah, this was just a one-time thing, though, and then they're going to try to, you know, there we could see some people trying to sell Hawk because of this game, and if right. you can get him sure. for a decent price, do it. Yeah, I'm not I'm not selling Hawk yet. Um, I'm just a Hawk believer, though. Let's talk about another, let's talk about maybe the, one of the biggest skill position, you know, assets in Dynasty and Jonathan Taylor. And if we get triggered during the segment, we're sorry because we are Colts fans, and we are triggered about the Colts, and that's just how it is, and we're dealing with it, and therapy is in the cards at this point, but Jonathan Taylor last year through four games, Jonathan Taylor was the 20th overall producing fantasy player this year through four games. Jonathan Taylor is the 22nd producing player in all of fantasy football. So why are we freaking out? So why are we freaking out? Are we, I mean, I saw a picture on Twitter of Peyton Hillis and it said, Jonathan Taylor, Seriously, listen. If you want, if you want to think this way about Jonathan Taylor, and I'm not just saying this because I'm a Colts fan, I feel bad for the guy. The guy's stuck behind a, sh- a crappy offensive line, just completely crappy. <laughs> yep. And they're not giving him enough volume. He's, I mean, he's look. He looks like he's hesitating when he's running the ball. He is yes, the, he, one of he the most talented running backs I've ever watched in my life, and he's being wasted by a mediocre Colts team with a mediocre coaching staff and a mediocre GM. Sorry, I'm just ranting at this point, but, but Jonathan Taylor is Somebody not the I'd issue. It's a little bit reactive. It, it's but not his problem. No, it's not his it's problem not. at all. It, it the is the problems it, are not at, with Jonathan. At Taylor. this point, for for me personally, I know we have a lot of differing opinions on the Colts in general. But to me, this is 100%. Everything the Colts are going through right now is 100% on the offensive line. I, 100%. I don't think there's much to say here. Obviously, uh, Taylor hasn't produced at the level you'd want him to through four weeks, but no, but that doesn't mean anything for we, his We've seen time. this over the last three years, I, this being the third year. This is Jonathan Taylor's third year, and he has historically started slow. This wasn't just last year. This was his rookie year as well when he broke out in the la- latter half of the season, and he didn't break out until, what, the Dolphins game? It was a Dolphins game. I think that was week five. Five or six. Yeah. Now, um, it, when he blew up with the ankle injury, the it ankle. could take an extra week. Yeah. Especially since they have uh, since but they're playing Denver this he's Thursday. He's twenty three years old. He is the best running back in the league. 
Yeah. If you can get Jonathan Taylor for a discount, because Go, do at, it now. yeah, at this I'm not point, trading him in any, I, any of the leagues I have, him. never would have dreamed that Jonathan Taylor would actually fall in value. And now there's a possibility that he actually could. Someone who holds Jonathan Taylor in one of your leagues could actually think that he is losing value. Looking at keep trade cut, laughable. His value has fallen ten percent in the last two weeks. Oh my gosh. Hey, 10% off one of the best players in fantasy football. You're kidding. That's a smash buy for me. Oh my gosh. Now, granted, that's put him into the overall rank of eight on keep your cut, which I do think he should be around there. I think he should be behind all the quarterbacks, obviously, and, and probably the top two receivers. Yes. But come on, people. Come just... <sighs> I get that you're concerned. Let's let's wait. I mean, I saw I saw a legit dynasty ranking today on Twitter that and DeAndre Swift was ranked ahead of Jonathan Taylor. DeAndre Swift can't stay on the field. We love DeAndre Swift. He's gotten injured for a significant period of time good. every year, but no, he's not. Yeah. All right. Uh, don't freak out about Taylor yet. Just 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 be patient with it. Another guy who people are freaking out about in the other way is Damian Pierce, and I think this is funny because um, I had a guy pop up in one of our leagues and ask what I thought about Damian Pierce. Because he had, we pull up his stats for me yesterday. I, I obviously, I did not watch the full the full Texans game, which I guess makes me an amateur. But I did not <laughs> watch the full Texans game. I, I saw some of, of Pierce's bigger plays. Um, yeah. So so good for the man. He had 14 carries mm-hmm. um, and 131 yards. So he did average 9.36 yards per carry. This was not a preseason game. So so, let, so let's give it, at least let's, it counted. Give him a hand. Yeah. Give him a hand. Well done. Clap, well clap, done. clap for Damian Pierce. Good, good job. He also had a touchdown. Six wow. targets, six receptions. That's good. Six, <laughs> six targets is pretty good. <laughs> six receptions and eight yards. Yeah. What? What I mean, is? It's still, it's still six <laughs> points, though. <laughs> no, I know. It's just funny. I was like, how did that even? Um, what were but those? here's the thing: we never said Damian Pierce wasn't going to produce this season. No, we said he has contender value. He he's a warm body on a bad team running the ball. He's absolutely got value this season. He's going to score a lot of points. But do you really think that that they wouldn't replace Damian Pierce with Sean Tucker next year? I mean, seriously. No, he is not some hidden dynasty gem. I they so I'm, so ugh. so the guy basically said that we're not we will never admit that we're wrong because because I still think Pierce is getting replaced, which that's fine. I mean, I I, I like watching Pierce this season. It looks like he had a really really nice game yesterday. But you know, Good. with with Pierce, don't overreact yet, guys. Like, it, first of all, it has been four games. He was the running back, I think, like thirty three coming into, you know, yesterday's game. And yes, I had watched a full Damian Pierce game this season and a full body work because I watched him play the Colts. And so it's not like I haven't watched Damian Pierce's film. I mean, he's right. He he's good. I would say he's decent. He's good, but he's not an elite running back. No. We've, we've also, I mean, we just recently saw a running back be replaced the following year who was drafted in the fourth round, and then they went and they got Brees Hall. So if you want to clown around and, and take your victory lap on Damian Pierce after one good week, then do it. But we're all going to laugh at you, and, and I'm not attending your circus. Yeah, if you, you have it. Damian Pierce as a contender in Dynasty, uh, good for you. That's going to be really, really nice for you, especially at the end of the season. I think he could continually uh, do this production. I don't, I don't think he'll have 25 points consistently uh he'll, he'll have he'll have probably something, something tells me that he won't yeah i'm thinking flirting with 15 yeah at, at best probably uh on a consistent basis but you know he's gonna have some dud weeks he's gonna have some boom weeks and 
then next year when they have how many draft picks do they have next year? Something ridiculous, right? I actually don't know. Uh, they they got a lot from the Browns, but oh yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. Um, running back may be the last thing they go for. They they may draft a guy in like twenty twenty four instead. They have eleven draft picks in twenty three. Oh my god. Yeah, they're definitely not going to go in a strong running back class and get somebody better. And look, even if they actually didn't do that, that wouldn't totally blow me away. But do you really think Damian Pierce lasts more than two years there? No. It's a dynasty league, not a redraft league. Like, come on. Yeah, have you guys heard of like Bajon Robinson? Who? Now, now Bijan, I think I would I would pretty easily put at second if I had to put him in dynasty running back range today. I mean, I do think he's that good, but I, I th- but I think there's I think part of that though is there's just a severe Man. there's a severe drop off between Taylor and then like the next year guys because like yeah. I mean people are just constantly fighting for that. I think I even think that I would put like Saquon and CMC in that tier with Swift and not. I mean like it's just it's so meh after that. There's just not yeah. a lot of dominant running backs. No, right you're, now. you're right. And, and even right. Javante in that tier too. But like Bijan, I mean, with as highly touted of a prospect he is, I do expect him to go in the first round. And yeah, the, the argument, draft, draft the, capital is huge. The, argument, top the argument that NFL teams, they know that they can get running backs in the second round. So they just wait to draft him. Now, if there's a running back that's good enough, he's going to go in the first round. So if Bijan's the real deal, I mean, if Brees Hall would, yes. if Brees Hall was what you all think Brees Hall was, he would have gone in the first the, round. Yeah. And we would have had him ranked at, Four. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. It, it's that's a whole other discussion, though. I don't. We were yeah, that was actually really good point. <laughs> um, Anyways, Damian Pierce. Yeah. To finish up on that, I, I, the guy's gonna score. I mean, he could score a lot this season. He's probably gonna be an RB two. But that's what the guy said. Oh, he's he's gonna be an RB two this season. You think they're gonna get rid of him? I'm like, do you think the Texans care if he's a fantasy RB two? What are you talking about? They, they, they literally they, don't give they, a rip. They, they don't. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> so it was really funny. Um, Let's talk about Kyle Pitts. So, man, are we concerned about Kyle Pitts yet? Uh, here's what I will say. And we had a request to talk about things that we had strong opinions on in the offseason, what we've hit on so far and what we haven't. And I think it's a little bit too early to do that just because, you know, we can't make hard conclusions on our, you know, takes after four weeks. We could easily be wrong about something that looks like we're right about and vice versa. So one of the things in the offseason that we really, 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 really harped on is um, – the risk of taking Kyle Pitts in the first round of startup drafts. We did a lot of startup drafts this season. I mean, he obviously was going in the first pretty much every time. Uh, and with Kyle Pitts, you know, I think there are a lot of people that are concerned about him. And I know that for a fact because he's one of the top five followers on the dreaded keep trade cut, the bad keep trade cut. We don't use keep trade cut. We don't like keep trade cut. He's one of the top five followers on there. I don't think he should be, but he has put up weeks of four. and four points now. And he had one week sandwich in there. He had 16, but 16 is still, I mean, he's the tight end 18 right now. You're talking about a guy that is only 21, which is very, 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 very young. Titans take a long time typically to mold into ultra productive tight ends, elite tight ends. They take a minute. I mean, look at Kelsey, like Kelsey's going to play until he's a hundred. I swear he will. With Pitts, you've got a guy that is just long term, long term, just total crazy upside the draft capital the the six six two forty five build the skill set for a tight end in a tight end premium league are you freaking out about kyle pitts yet in dynasty no i'm not freaking out about him i think this is just more of a kyle pitts reality check Absolutely. Um, in fantasy i'm freaking the heck out right oh now. yeah if you're in redraft in, in you're redraft. screwed if you oh, if you yeah. took pitts that early you're done super screwed but you know in dynasty in Dynasty, here, here's just, the thing. I think, to me, this is just taking his price to where it should be right now. Exactly. And Simon had a pretty good take on this. He He's um, the first one of the three of us to 
Mark or to rank Mark Andrews over Kyle Pitts in his tight end dynasty. He did rankings. that. Do you remember when it was the other way around and we were doing that and and he wouldn't? No, I actually don't remember that. that was, it was it was early. <laughs> really. That's just kind of funny how we well, yeah, we. I I am not behind that yet, but it's warming up to me more just because si- Simon said a couple weeks ago that um, there's there's only so far you can go with looking ahead to the future and looking for future production. Be- like like when do we stop and say okay, Mark Andrews is producing now, and he's 27. and he's twenty seven years old. Yeah, <laughs> he's not old. No, he's not. He, and he's a good he's a good asset for a rebuild. He's a good asset for a contender. And he's a surefire tight end for the rest of his career. Barring any setbacks, like unexpected setbacks. Kyle Pitts is still still a question mark. I mean, we've yeah, we've seen this before he, with, with guys Vernon that Davis, are, like no, yes, Vernon Davis is a huge that that is who we talked about a lot during the offseason is could Kyle Pitts end up being a Vernon Davis type? tight end. I don't and Heck, I still, maybe and even I, TJ Hawkinson, but Hawkinson's shown that he probably and here's won't be. my here's my two cents on that. I don't think I'm not worried about Kyle Pitts. I do think Kyle Pitts is going to be an elite tight end in the NFL. I do think he was priced too high the whole offseason. I think if you took him instead of a quarterback in the first rounds of startup draft, you're really regretting that right now. And a lot of this isn't even when it comes to the dynasty rankings. A lot of this isn't even about him. It really is about his situation. We have no idea who's going to end up being the quarterback in Atlanta for the future. No. We can pretty easily assume that Lamar is going to be there long term in Baltimore. And that's the Lamar I Mark mean, Andrews connection is elite. Absolutely. So why why would we bet on the upside of Kyle Pitts? who's a question mark in and of himself and a question mark at a quarterback that they're, they're so, going to be getting. So you're not ready to move Andrews ahead of him yet. I think I'd do it at this point. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, the more we talk about it, the more I'm like, you know and what? Probably against, they're still and, in the same tier though. That's the thing. I don't think any of them, either of them yeah, are in a tier of their yeah, own. I feel like I'm, I, I feel like what I might do is I might wait another month until week eight. Yeah. I, I don't want to be reactive about this because he's still you're one of the most reactive people one years old, 21 years old. Thank you for saying I'm one of the most reactive people you know. That was absolutely hilarious because you and Simon have been shredding me for being unreactive and trying to encourage me to... Uh, The the thing is, I'm not an overly (laughs) reactive person either. I just am about the Colts because I'm sick of it. Yes. But, you know, I'm not... I I like Kyle Pitts. I think he's going to do have an extreme, extremely elite NFL career. I I still think that. I could be wrong, but, you know, honestly, I think this is just a a reality check. Like you said, a price judgment. I think we can agree on one thing here with Kyle Pitts. Now's not the time to sell Kyle Pitts. No, like no, like, not at all. Not sell not Kyle all. Pitts right now. But I, I'm unless not you, buying him. I'm not unless buying you're him. trading Pitts for, for Andrew straight up, which is honestly not terrible. That's not terrible. But in my eyes, and we we said this, even if you can't rank Pitts behind Andrews, or if you can't rank Andrews ahead of Pitts, they're not that far apart. Not like people were thinking they were. No, yeah, and that they're not. That was just they're very that was very close. We always had them like almost interchangeable. Yes. And so at this point, they're in the same tier. And at this point we could interchange them again because of just how the season's played out and, and Kyle Pitts. And I mean, a lot of people want to blame Arthur Smith for that. And that's fine. I mean, I guess, but I think Drake London has something to do with it too. I think Drake London's, a, I mean, it, it commands a lot of targets there in that offense. And I don't blame Mariota for wanting to throw at Drake London because he's a dog. So uh, let's talk about Miles Sanders. So I'm not a guy I really was expecting to, you know, talk about, but he's, is he still 24 years old? I, he's been, this is his 
fourth year in the league, I think. Yeah, um, he's so, he's a uh, very surprisingly young. He, he you kind of think he's older. Well, because than, he's been here for so he long, is, and he's disappointed he's, for so long. To be honest, but the, the, something yeah, something has I, I happened. I think he's disappointed. Well, not this year, but I mean. In years past, he's, he's 25 years old. Relative to where he was being valued, Miles Sanders was considered a disappointment because he was always considered a very highly touted prospect. But yeah, he, it he was never, always it was always kind of weird though because he went in the same class as uh, Saquon. I know, but or maybe no, he went the year after. But he was being valued like top four round startup pick and never produced at that level, so he was yeah, technically yeah right. You're right because his rookie year he was running back 14 on a PPR basis. And then he was 24 in 2020. And then he dealt with injury in 2021. But actually that's the thing is he on a points per game basis, he was dang near the same in 2020 um, as he was in 2019. Last year was really the big disappointment because even when he was on the field, he wasn't producing at a very high level, but he didn't score any touchdowns. He literally scored like zero touchdowns. So through four weeks this year, he's the RB eight in PPR leagues because he already has three touchdowns this year, which is, three more than last year, but he has games of 96 yards, 80 yards and 134 yards. He had, he had 134 yards on 27 attempts yesterday. He was averaging five yards per carry, which is pretty good, especially in the rain. That's on 67% snaps, still only playing 67% snaps and two touchdowns. So say what you want about Miles Sanders. And and I get the concerns, especially long-term. I think, I think Miles Sanders is a guy who could easily get replaced in next year's draft because they just start better prospects. But right now, Miles Sanders is looking like a good asset for a contending yeah. team. Yeah, well, not only replace, I don't even know if the Eagles will re-sign him because well, this exactly. is the last year of his contract, which means he, he could be a good value for, you know, people in the running back market out there, teams in the running back market. Um, but this was something that I guess him going off, I didn't expect him to score 30 points, but I'm not surprised at his ability at all because in the offseason, I labeled this guy as one of the safest running back assets that you can get in the game right now in Dynasty. Um, he's not really overly valued. Um, he, he's not necessarily undervalued, I would say, either. He's a top 24 running back in Dynasty, according, er, and I think that's well that's fair, well yeah. merited. Um, but he's just he's a safe and he's a, an efficient running back, and he always has been, with, with last year being the outlier. I mean, you can't expect your running back, your top running back to score zero touchdowns throughout the entire year. And he was just that unlucky last year. Yeah. I think a lot of that had to do with just Jalen hurts. All he could do was run the ball last year as well. Um, But I, I mean, I don't think this is saying buy Miles Sanders. I don't think this is saying sell Miles. I mean, Sanders. unless somebody wants to get rid of him because they don't believe in his long-term value and you're contending. Like, I mean, if you can get Miles Sanders for a 23 second, aren't you taking that? Oh, heck yes. Yeah. A 23 I mean, second. I mean, yeah, nobody's paying a first for him, right? No, and, no. And, they, and so, I, no. so I mean, you, you got to think it'd be in the cards for somebody to sell him for a 23 second. If you're talking about some, um, like somebody that is a contending team that, I mean, I'm always, yeah. I, I have him on a roster where it doesn't look, it's not looking so good. And I honestly would consider taking it like a 23 second and third form. Yeah. I mean, so yeah, look, I'm looking good for a contending team this year for sure. And honestly, I mean, maybe it is, I think it's possible. Like if he actually has a really, really good year, maybe they resign him. Like that would be crazy. That would be crazy. And I, I, I would, actually I think, you know what, if they resign Miles Sanders, I think that would be, oh, that'd be really telling about Jalen Hurts, what, whatever. But um, everything's about her. <laughs> Hurts so uh, good. The um, last four, first four weeks of the season. Yeah. Um, done well. But yeah, he, uh, Miles Sanders receiving upside is limited because of gain. Well, we, we know that that's. And, and honestly, I'm surprised news. he's had this many touchdowns because of Boston Scott, because that little firecracker always gets in the end zone. But yeah, I, he's doing it so far. <laughs> Remember that one time where 
Someone literally told me that I was straight up wrong about Boston Scott taking away touches in the red zone. And then wasn't that in the all-stars? I was chat? like, yeah, I was like, 100% who was it? Who, right. Yeah. Who was it that said that? Do you remember? I, no, I, <laughs> that was funny. I forget who the shout out people, was, but people, like, people were like, are you serious? The He's their like red zone back. Like what? Are you, what They're are like, you? what are you talking about? You're crazy. And I was like, no, this is, this is serious. Like this is actually a, a thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. It, you get it, some crazy stuff there, but yeah. Uh, all right. Let's talk about Jamal Williams. Honestly, Jamal Williams is like kind of the most annoying thing that's ever happened to me in fantasy football because as being a Swift fan, like every week that Swift plays and just will do so much with so limited amount of touches, he's getting limited touches because of Jamal Williams and they're giving Jamal Williams the ball in the red zone every single time. And he's just annoying. But this week he looked pretty good, honestly. He looked he had some burst. I mean, he obviously put together a solid fantasy production game this week against the CEO. That game was crazy, by the way. Yeah, the highest scoring game of the week. Uh, who would have guessed Seattle versus Detroit? But I guess having two non-existent defenses is uh, yeah, they're literally is nice there's to no put up points. Right? We we should. How did we not predict that? How do we not see that? Because know. we know they're both their defenses are horrible. 24 points for Williams, uh, 19 carries for 108 yards. So, so just uh, a little over five yards per carry. Now which half, is good. half, yes, but, but half of that, half that came run. off of a 50 yard run. So, so, so let's bump the brakes. Two, yes. two touchdowns is nice, but you obviously expect to get, um, he only had one reception and you, you obviously expect to get a touchdown of Jamal Williams. Cause he always takes them from Swift. The one reception thing I think is telling, I think obviously Swift is their PPR back. He's going to be their receiving back. Uh, I wish Swift would get more touches in the red zone. And as a Swift truther and owner, it makes me very sad. I also wish Swift was just stay healthy though. So that's part of the problem. Yeah. But, but nice play from Jamal Williams yesterday. Let's not freak out about Jamal Williams in my opinion. No, same thing goes for Josh Reynolds. Obviously he's a good handcuff by the way. Jamal Williams. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Josh Reynolds is a 27 year old receiver going into his sixth year. Um, He's put up 12 points, 15 points and 21 points over weeks two through four. Um, that's one of the things I see is that, that I don't think is sustainable at all. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't so think so. Either. Don't, don't go crazy over him. I mean, are, are uh, there really going to be eight guys that are fantasy relevant on the lines every week? Like, come on. I don't, I, I some, uh, no, I mean, realistically, no, no, but it's crazy to see that they've already supported that. I, I mean, you're talking uh, about I mean, one, two, three, four, five relevant guys apart from I think five Goff. Is, five five is probably yeah, Goff being the sixth. Yeah, I think so, five is reasonable. Eight is not so yeah, there's about eight guys right now that people are like, oh, I can start him right No, You probably can't. Yeah, and I, I wasn't even counting shark in that list of five. So I yeah. think him and Reynolds some, are some, interchangeable. Yeah, not all those guys. I, I think I think safely five to six guys a week are going to produce and and that's pushing it. I think so yep. uh, Bateman's hurt. He's questionable. What do you think about that? Um, I think it'd take Traylon Burks over Rashad Bateman and a one for one. Ooh, we did a short on that. If you haven't seen that short on YouTube, go check it out. Yeah, Simon, like- Simon tried to dunk on us, but I blocked him at the rim. And you yeah. know, I with Bateman, not not had the most efficient season in my opinion, but I, I still don't think it's anything special. I think Mark Andrews will always be the wide receiver one there, even though he's a tight end. I think he's always going to be Lamar Jackson's favorite target. And you know, I'm still not I'm not impressed with Bateman, but that's just me. Where does Bateman sit in terms of production? At? I, I um, not really good. Uh, aside from that 20 point week, um, he had a very disappointing, uh, week this past, um, how much did he actually I, I think play? He had like five points total. Yeah. 4.7 and he played, you know, 44% of the snaps, but even before that he was 66%, 61%, 62%. I think the fact that he's not on the field, you know, all the time is, is he's, he's getting schooled by Devin Duvernay. <laughs> it's just hilarious, which is 
absolutely hilarious. So he's the wide receiver, sitting at wide receiver forty-one. Uh, yeah, I mean, I never. So, I, so he's, two he's, dud he's, weeks. I mean, I would say these last. I would man. say, yeah, I would say in the terms of production, these last two weeks were duds. I don't think he's gonna put up less than ten points a game. Right. I, I think he'll be playing a r- right around his production projection. I think he'll be scoring 11, 12, 13 points, which is really, it's not worth a 23 per first. People were paying 23 first for Rashad Bateman. Would you pay a 23 first for Justin Fields? No. Heck no. So let's talk about that. You you paid a 23 first for Justin Fields. Yeah, it's in an eight-team league <laughs> with non-active players, so. Okay, fine. Yeah. Um, Justin Fields? Okay, just I, here let, let me say something. Just bad. Okay, it's really, really bad. It's very, very bad. D- don't get me wrong, Justin Fields. There's nothing good that I've seen from Justin Justin Fields. And here, Fields. here is one one thing that I'm just holding on to, and and this is coming from a very unbiased opinion. I, I have nothing for or against Justin Fields, but at this point, when it comes to making an assumption on his long term dynasty value, I am holding on. I, I'm hanging on. I'm just kind of I'm waiting for this miserable Chicago Bears situation and storm to pass over. Absolutely miserable so because gonna, no one has no f- one has been producing in Chicago. So you're, just, you're not going to do anything with fields. Is that what you're saying? I'm not going to do anything. I, I'm not going to mess with his ranking very much in Dynasty. I, I what I'm saying is there's there's only so much you can take out of out of this uh, small sample size from Justin Fields because they, the Chicago bears are nothing. They could, they, I, in my opinion, I think they are very easily the worst team in football. I think, I think Justin Fields, I think all of his weapons are just stay aways for me, including Cole Komet. I'm very, I'm just very disappointed. I can't. Yeah, but I can't make an assumption on, on, or I can't make it. I know, I know, I know a, a solid conclusion or, or take on Komet or Mooney. Mooney finally produced a little bit this week. He had 13 points. Finally, I almost dropped him in redraft, but but like seriously, what 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 can you say with a straight face about Justin Fields? He's bad. The, can you actually say that with a straight face though? As bad as the Chicago Bears as a whole are in their coaching staff. Look at my face. Yeah, he's bad. He's bad yeah, at football. I, he looks awful, Nathan, and he throws the ball. I'm like, oh no, no, I I and the defense no, 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 is like, I'll I, take that. I'm not even arguing with you. I'm I'm not arguing with you. Because that is, I've been out on getting shares of Justin Fields for a very long time. Like I, I own zero shares of him. I don't want him. I really don't want any part of him. But in terms of his long-term dynasty value and outlook, how much can you really take from this? The first four games. I mean, he could at least throw it to his own team. At the very, at the very least, if they don't catch yeah, it, I mean, fine. Zach Wilson couldn't do that. But Zach Wilson is now. Like, I mean, he yeah. doesn't look as bad yeah. as Justin Fields does. Uh, well, he's only played one game, also. So I know, we'll but, see. but still, he can I, catch the ball. Zach Wilson can catch. Zach the Wilson ball. played fairly well the last four games of the season. Last Zach year. Wilson, if anything, he can be a wide receiver. I heard you. So I heard um, you say that. Yeah. Well, I'm. Just I, I saw. I saw when he caught the touchdown. Uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah. Um, <laughs> all that to say, can we label Justin Fields as a bust yet? Not yet. No. No. But I just, can we say that he's looked horrible? Yes, I think I'm looking to get out. I don't have any. Actually, I don't have any shares besides the one dumb league. How far would you go to get out of Justin Fields? I'm not taking. uh, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. It just would because to me that sounds like a 23 second. Like no no one's paying a 23 first for Justin Fields. You sure? 
Yeah, I'm sure. He's QB 18, so he slid on keep trade cut even. I mean, he's value equivalent on keep trade cut to the 201 last year. Exactly. Oh, my gosh. That's what I'm saying. If you're out on Justin Fields, you're taking a second for him. I'm not even close to that. I don't even want to talk about this anymore. It's making me me nauseous. I can't. Justin Fields is bad, and his value is now bad. He has been absolutely horrible. He's been absolutely horrible. This is what I'm saying is not even a take on his performance that that speaks for itself. It's been atrocious. Let's talk about better. Let's talk about brighter things. Yes. Give us pull some stats up for me. Marquise Hollywood Brown. Whoo! Talk about a take that's looking real nice for us right now. Like real nice. Really step nice. aside Greg Dorch because Greg Dorch, I think only had one point this week or something, <laughs> but Marquise Brown has put together back to back. I think 20 point games, right? Yes, sir. 20 points. He had 28 points in week three against the Rams on seven targets. How many? 17. As in like five more than 12? Like, yeah, five more than 12. Wow. This is something that we love to see. I mean, we we saw this uh, last year, I, I guess mostly when he was on, um, or actually in 2020, his production was pretty solid in, in uh, no, 2021 uh, with Lamar Jackson and Huntley for a little bit. His, the most targets he ever got in a game was 14. And he was pretty back and forth between like being in the yellow of target share, like sub seven um, versus eight and over. Yeah. Um, but now, three, oh my God, after six targets, the first game, 11, 17 and 11 targets. We're looking at if he keeps this up, we're looking at a sure fire wide receiver one. I mean, he, so he's sitting in PBR leagues at wide receiver six right now. And that, I mean, this is because he's getting so many, I mean, the 14, you know, obviously the 28 point game helped, but he looked very good again last week against Carolina. Dude, it looks like Ky- Kyler is heavily favoring him. It's going to be interesting to see how it affects D hop in my opinion. Marquee, yes, that's a huge thing. Marquise put up 28 points with no touchdowns. Zero touchdowns. That's insane. 28 points. That's did crazy. Did have a touchdown last week. Did have a touchdown yeah. in week it, one. It took so. Mike Evans two touchdowns. He's wide to receiver 24 points. on keep trade cut still. That is stupidity. That is absolute I need, stupidity. I need to know. I need to know who's ahead of him. Like uh, a lot of the rookies. I'm sure it's a lot of the rookies. Well, and I have the rookies ranked ahead of him in dynasty. Like that's to me, that's fair, but I mean, I'm sure there's you have a lot just, of the rookies ranked ahead of him. Yeah, I yeah. still have uh, who has them ranked to the head or the highest Dude, Rashad Bateman is like f- six spots higher. That is so ridiculous. That's really, really funny. In my opinion, Jameson Williams, in my opinion, shouldn't be ranked higher than him right now. Mm-mm. Nope. Christian Kirk. I wouldn't put him there either. No, I may even need to adjust my own rankings as well, just because of the amount of volume that he's been getting the volume. Like I'm a huge in a points per reception league. Yeah. When you get lots of receptions, yep. you get lots of points guys. Yeah. Marquise Brown's the real deal on the Cardinals. I'm loving that situational fit. Another guy who's maybe starting to step it up is Alan Lazard, who we call lizard, Let's who you go. very much like. Tell me about lizard because you've got the scoop and you were a reptile and I'm not. And yeah. Yeah. Um, I called the lizard thing so long ago before it was the cool thing to do in dynasty. Um, and the funny thing is I don't even think he's a very good receiver. I was literally not, just saying bad. get him because of a 
perfect situation and he has the most experience and Rogers throws to the guys with the most experience. Uh, he had eight targets, six receptions, 116 yards. Good for 17 points. This is his best game of the year so far. Um, he struggled with injury at the start of the year. I mean, week one, he had nothing, nine points week two. He's going up every week though. 14 last week against Tampa, 17 this week. Um, obviously that'll plateau. And um, we'll we'll see where he ends up sitting at the end of the year. But this is this is exactly what I was looking for. This is exactly what I was looking for. What I expected. Um, and Rogers loves him. I, I mean, say what you want about Lizard's ability as an NFL receiver. And I've heard plenty of takes on him. Plenty of uh, fake analysts that have said Lazard is a terrible receiver and they see nothing in him. At the end of the day, he's he, he just put up 17 points and had 100 plus receiving yards on eight targets. Didn't even because have a touchdown. Rogers loves it. That's all I care about at this point. All I care about is the relationship he has with Rogers because Rogers knows him the best and Rogers really likes him. <laughs> like in long term, long term, it's it's questionable. I no. mean, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, but for sure. short term, it's not. Yep, it's not at all. Um, and really, I this is the reason I was saying by Lazard to begin with is if he continues this production of you know thirteen plus twelve, thirteen plus points a game, um, this is people are going to start getting really hype on Lazard, and I'm going to say pump the brakes on that. And that's where I will look to start selling him. Maybe not mid season, but you know, like towards the end sure. or even after the season, because very smart of you to say there's going to be a lot of movement going on next year. Last topic of the day. The leader for league MVP, Mr. Geno Smith, Geno Smith for MVP. I'm, I mean, I'm on the train. Man. Oh, I, oh yeah. Absolutely. So, so and let's, I, you know, obviously, as a as an NFL quarterback, he has been extremely efficient. His numbers have looked good. He's outplayed Russell Wilson by a fair amount, which is hilarious. Hilarious. But 31-year-old Geno Smith, who's played nine years in the league, he was the 20th overall QB in fantasy in 2013 with the Jets. Since then, he has not finished higher than 40. He's been on the Jets, the Giants, the Chargers, and then the Seahawks. He is right now... Quarterback nine in fantasy. Wow. Good I mean, I mean, I'm considering starting Gino over Kirk Cousins next week, and I probably will. Or are you serious? Do that. Kirk Cousins is the I'm king doing, of I'm, getting freaking 13 points. Yes, I'm. I'm doing that in a heartbeat right now. Man, I love Gino. I'm buying into the contender Gino hype right you, now. Would you pay a uh, 2023 20, third for Gino? Are you serious? Heck yes. Absolutely. He's a starting quarterback. Yeah, but I mean, he doesn't have much long-term value. No, not at all, but it's a third round pick. If yeah. you're a contender and you're looking for a quarterback that you can start at least as insurance or, but like even to start on a week to week basis, yes, I'm paying a third What other quarterback in the NFL that's starting right now? Can you, can you get for that cheap? I don't know this guy wants a third in one of our leagues and yes, pay that. And, but I have, I have Brady, Mayfield and Deshaun Watson. So I don't really need a, another QB Mayfield. What if you give a Mayfield straight up? Would you do that? I'm literally I, Mayfield Holy is crap. Mayfield is buns. May, Mayfield is he really is bad. horrible. Like I I legit could could see him and Sam Darnold flip flopping this year just until they figure out what the heck to do. 
<laughs> because I, he he is that bad. He he can't even do anything outside of the pocket now, which has been his strength. I, I could get Geno plus for Baker. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I I would move Baker before I'd move that third. I I'm valuing that. Man, you hate Baker. Holy crap. He's QB but th- Baker's the next Drew Brees. Oh man, Simon. Oh, <laughs> that was bad. Anyways, we really like Geno. I think he's I think he's pretty. I mean, I think you're throwing him in your starting lineup every week in a Superflex league. Um, I know I am, but um, lots of stuff going on around the league right now. Tons of storylines. We're going to come back two weeks from now and kind of reevaluate where things are. Um, we're definitely excited football's back, but in the meantime, we, we're still going to have um, some shorts coming out on YouTube. So if you're listening to this, and I know we got quite a few messages last week when we didn't have a pod, go subscribe to our YouTube. It's it's Dynasty Domain, and, and yeah, it's we're, not just... We're not slacking on the content. We're, no, and they're like short videos, and they're fairly informational. We try to include as much analytics as we, in them as we can, uh, but they're going to cover the hottest topics in in Dynasty. And, and this week, we got guys like J.K. Dobbins, guys like Kenny Pickett in our shorts. Um but YouTube is where you can find, you know, content on our off weeks and and we think you and also you get to see our ugly faces too. So go subscribe to Dynasty Domain on YouTube. We are on Twitter at the Domain Dynasty. Our website is back up, dynastydomain.com. So shout out to that. Um, we continue to appreciate all of you listening, uh, all of our supporters, and we have been very grateful to have been doing this now for almost seven, eight months, but uh, we'll be back in two weeks with our next episode. As always, thanks for listening. This has been Dynasty Domain. (laughs) 